here at 7.30. It's time to hear it live on the telephone with R.W. Estella and a word in Edgewise. Good morning, R.W. Good morning, Allison. My friend and I had just turned off of the paved airline road and onto the gravel road that would lead us to First Machias Lake about dawn yesterday morning. April's waning full moon, the grass moon, also known as the worm moon, was yet visible by its lingering light, although Antares, its companion of moments before, was giving way to the burgeoning brightness of a new day. American woodcocks had earlier been taking to the air just above the road in a spiraling flight pattern, flying around in circles. When we stopped the truck and shut down its engine, we heard the sounds the woodcock's wings were making. Paint, paint, as the birds flew a series of missions as part of their spring mating ritual. The Machias River was running at about medium level, normal for late April, and the various pools and bogs bordering the river here and there were coming alive in the warming sunlight. A pair of turtles slid off a bank and began swimming through the clear water. Enjoying this marvelous down-east watershed biodiversity, I thought about the new tree-of-life paradigm that had been introduced two weeks before in the journal Nature Microbiology by researchers from the University of California at Berkeley. One of the earliest sketches still extant of a tree of life was done by Charles Darwin in 1837 when he attempted to convey the way bacteria, plants, and animals relate to one another. Now, 179 years later, scientists are considerably expanding the tree of life. Laura Hug, author of a related study, says, What became really apparent on the tree is that so much of the diversity is coming from lineages for which we really only have genome sequences. We don't have laboratory access to them. We have only their blueprints and their metabolic potential from their genome sequences. This is telling in terms of how we think about the diversity of life on Earth and what we think we know about microbiology. Brett Baker from the University of Texas at Austin has also worked with Laura Hood and adds, this incredible diversity means that there are a mind-boggling number of organisms that we are just beginning to explore the inner workings of that could change our understanding of biology. Ultimately, the question becomes, how much will the nature of man be able to adjust itself towards sustaining nature writ large? Enough data is emerging to show us that our environment is arranged in the most fragile of ways, but can endure if given the chance to do so. Will human beings in the long run be able to give nature the care it deserves? Stay tuned to future editions of A Word in Edgewise as events unfold. For Morano, Maine, here's to a great day.